Welcome to episode three of Expecting Rainbow, a podcast about navigating life after experiencing pregnancy or infant loss. I'm your host, Justine. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and in today's episode, I'll be talking about ways you can offer love and support to someone who is grieving the death of their baby. listening in today. We are in the middle of Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and tonight is International Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day and Wave of Light. So Wave of Light is a global event where we light candles in honor of our babies who have died, and tonight I invite you to light a candle at 7 p.m. in your local time. Something I invited my friends to do last year was to post a picture of their candle at 7 p.m. on social media in Stephen's honor with the hashtag wave of light. So maybe that's something you can do too if you want to include the names of the babies you are remembering with us. You don't have to have had a baby loss to participate in Wave of Light, and this is a simple way for family and friends to support parents they know who have had a baby die. And speaking of showing support, today I wanted to share five ways you can offer love to friends and family who are grieving the death of their baby. This is a pretty general list. Some are things people have done for me during my hardest times of grief, and others are ways that, in retrospect, I think maybe would have helped. Of course, everyone handles grief and loss very differently, so I encourage you to Take time and consider the person or parents you are offering support to. Try to empathize. You might not fully understand exactly what they're feeling or what they're going through, but I think even taking one small moment to put yourself in their shoes could help discern the best way to support them. So number one, usually people ask me, What do I say to someone who just experienced a pregnancy loss? And the first thing that pops into my mind is to ask how mom is doing physically. After leaving the hospital and saying goodbye to Stephen, everyone was so focused on my mental health and asking me how I was doing emotionally. And I think it's pretty obvious that someone whose baby just died would not be doing well emotionally, but I felt like people had forgotten that I had just given birth to a baby. There's a Chinese practice called yuezi, which means sitting the month. And the purpose of this month is to allow mom to heal. So usually a family member or a hired caretaker will come and help take care of mom while she rests and her body recovers. My mom came and did this for me after Everett was born, and there are a lot of rules. Like, I wasn't allowed to touch cold water. I basically had to stay in bed all day and drink these really awful medicinal soups. But I didn't do any of these things after giving birth to Stephen, and I think that felt a bit invalidating because 
just because my baby isn't in my arms, that doesn't mean he didn't exist. And it doesn't mean I didn't go through the physical stress of giving birth. And even if you are not Chinese and don't practice cultural traditions like Yuezi, there are a lot of other things you can do. For example, I know it's pretty common for people to bring meals for families that just had a baby or to offer babysitting if there are other living children around. I don't know, just little acts of kindness. I had one friend send me some bath salts and a small gift box with snacks. And even though I cried the whole time eating those snacks, it was still comforting to be acknowledged and cared for during a painful time. Every mom who suffers a pregnancy loss, miscarriage, chemical pregnancy, stillbirth, and so on, there is some type of physical recovery. It may vary from person to person, but there's still very much a physical aftermath, and that can lead to emotional trauma too. I've had friends who were told by their doctors that miscarrying their baby would feel like a heavy period. And most of my friends would agree that that is not an appropriate comparison at all. Not to mention what a passive way to describe having to bleed and know that that's the result of your baby dying. I mentioned last week that my body was not kind to me postpartum, and it was such a mental and emotional challenge to grieve over Stephen's death while also waiting for my body to recover. And even though there probably wasn't much anyone could do to take away my pain, I think it would have made me feel better acknowledged or better cared for if someone had asked me how I was doing physically. So one part of my experience was when my milk supply came in, my chest was in so much pain. And maybe if another mom friend had asked me about it, they could have given me tips on how to ease the pain. I don't know, like maybe my other friends who are moms wouldn't understand how it feels like for their baby to die. And I wouldn't wish for them to know that feeling. But maybe it would have been helpful for them to just sympathize with me on that physical level. Maybe it would have made me feel less alone in my healing process. So, yeah, I'm not saying ignore mom's mental or emotional health. Those are definitely very important. But I think physical recovery is just so tangible, you know, and I think it might even be something that's easier for others to understand than the emotional stuff. No one really asked me how my body was doing, and I think it was because everyone around me was walking on eggshells and trying to avoid talking about the fact that my baby died or anything related to that. Or they were trying so hard to empathize with me emotionally that they just forgot about the physical implications of what I went through. So yeah, definitely ask how mom is doing physically. Number two, acknowledge our children. Just because a baby dies before or soon after they are born doesn't mean that they are not loved and that they don't exist. 
they very much existed. For me, I have a lot of proof that my baby was in this world. I have photos of me holding him in my arms. I have castings of his hands and feet. And I have his ashes. His urn is on our mantle. But for some moms, maybe they had a miscarriage or a chemical pregnancy, they may not have that proof. And that is really hard. If you know our baby's name, say their names. Don't avoid talking about them. And if baby doesn't have a name, still ask about them. I think one good way to figure out how to help acknowledge and honor babies who have died is by seeing what their parents are already doing. Or if the time is right, maybe you can ask how you can help them acknowledge and honor their babies. On a related note, let grieving parents share photos of their children. I don't know why it's so hard for some people to understand why lost parents are sharing photos of their babies who died. Because if we could share photos of our children alive, we would. Unfortunately, we don't have that luxury. And I do feel it's a luxury. It's a privilege to be able to share photos of your children playing, smiling, and living. I love my dead son as much as you love your living children. So I feel I should be able to freely share his photo memorabilia or whatever and to publicly love him. Don't tell me that the photo of my child is disturbing or that you don't want to see it. If you don't want to see my son, then just skip over it and move on. But it's just insensitive to say that I don't have a right to share photos of my kid. And that leads me to number three, know what not to say. I think at the very least, if you don't know what to say to someone whose baby just died, a simple sorry for your loss is good enough or something that acknowledges the sad and painful event of a baby's death. Do not remind me of all the moments I'm going to be missing out with my child Don't tell me that sometimes bad things happen and that's just a part of life. Do not try and tell me that this was all part of God's plan or that my baby is in a better place, as if that is supposed to make me feel better. I've even had people say that it was too hard to acknowledge my baby because it was just too sad for them to think about, as if They could be grieving any more than me over my baby. Stephen was my first son, so something that I've personally been sensitive to is when people refer to Everett as my first or only child. And yeah, he is my first living child, and I have experienced most of my parenting firsts with him, but he was not my first pregnancy, and he is not my only child. When I was pregnant with Everett, it really stung when people told me I was going to be a good mom because I already was a mom, and it hurt whenever people called me a new mom after he was born. I know there are a lot of things people say, and they mean well, but even well-intentioned words can hurt a lot, so maybe just take a moment to think about what you're going to say before you say something. 
Don't use words that minimize the fact that a baby has died. Don't try to sugarcoat a baby's death or turn it into a silver lining. Again, if you don't know exactly what to say, just say sorry for your loss or I'm here grieving with you and remembering your baby with you. You don't need to say anything more than that. Number four, don't ask, just do. What I mean is, if you know someone whose baby died, I don't really think it's necessary to ask how they're doing because they're probably not doing well. I think for some people, if you want to do something and be there for your friend, just do it. Just a few days after Stephen died, I had a friend who texted me and she told me that she was going to buy us dinner. She asked me what food we liked and if there was anything we didn't or couldn't eat. And then she just picked out a restaurant for us and ordered. For me, this was so helpful because even though picking out your next meal seems like such a simple task, I wasn't thinking about that. I had friends who drove six hours to visit me and they helped us get some housework done and sat around with me just watching TV, not expecting me to say or do anything, and just being there with me. People sent us ornaments and gifts, and that was also very thoughtful and loving. And I guess my point is, it was so helpful when my friends and family comforted me in a way where I was free of responsibility. All I needed to do was receive. That brings me to my last point, number five, give grace and space. I was deeply touched by the outpour of love I got after announcing Stephen's death. A lot of people I hadn't talked to, even as far back as middle and high school, they were sending me messages and offering encouragement. I really appreciated it. I did. There were times, though, when I just couldn't handle responding back to every single person. I didn't have the energy to reply back to every comment or message, but I still looked at every single one. There have been times throughout the last two years where people have tried to say something to me that just ended up being the wrong thing to say. Sometimes... I speak up and say, hey, that really hurt me. And other times I don't say anything, but maybe I end up withdrawing instead. But I think if that ends up happening, like if you say the wrong thing or your lost friend doesn't respond back the way you expect them to, just give them space. You're probably not the only one offering condolences or words of encouragement, and it can just be pretty overwhelming. I hope that makes sense. I know that as a lost parent, there are times when I have to be gracious too. But I think my point is, if you're trying to support someone who is grieving, don't expect so much back from them and just let them grieve. Oh, and to add on to this, sometimes the only thing you can do is give someone space. I had friends announce pregnancies to me within days and weeks of Stephen's death, and it was really hard. 
it was hard for me to be around other pregnant women for a long time. Sometimes I had no choice and it would take everything in me to not break down or feel anxious. I think this was a hard situation for both my friends and me because of course I wanted to be happy for my friends and of course they wanted to support me and help me get through a tough time, but it was just too hard. It's a sucky situation, but sometimes space and time is the only thing you can offer. As someone who has experienced the death of a child, even I don't always know the best way to support other parents who have gone or are going through the same thing. There is not a perfect way to help or comfort someone through the death of their baby, but I think support is all about helping to bear the weight, whatever that may look like. I think ultimately, just grieving alongside us and remembering our babies with us, that's a good start.